We are awesome dads, okay husbands, and terrible golfers. We dive into golf, fatherhood, and life. This is the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. Welcome to episode 45 of the Breakfast Balls Podcast with your hosts, Mark Budden and Chris Laporta. Today, we have a special guest, Matt Cusack, joining us again. Matt's been gracious to join us in the past doing some whiskey tastings, uh, bourbon tastings, and on today's episode, we're going to go into bourbon barrel stouts. Chris and I will be doing a blind tasting. We'll try to figure out which ones Matt has provided us with today, and then uh, we'll go into some detail about each. And then finally, we'll dive into Matt's obsession with the McRib and then try and understand how long he's going to go with one McRib every day. Like what you hear from Matt, check him out on Instagram at Matt Cusick. Episode 45, the Jordan Comeback episode right here. It is, number 45. Yeah, with a super special guest joining us today. Matt, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Matt, this is your third time back? This is my third time, and it was also on the Jordan episode number 23. Oh, so God. I've got it all locked Almost up. like we're doing it on purpose. Oh, my gosh. This is impressive. Just drink it out of the bottle, Chris. Don't pour me any. Jesus. I'm, I am. Okay. Anyway, Matt, please introduce yourself. I know you've been on before, but... Love to get uh, for any of our new listeners yeah, that are just listeners. picking it up, twenty twenty one, looking for a new podcast. I've been recommending you guys all year round. So my name is Matt Cusick. I have a uh, quite the interesting background, but the biggest thing that you guys uh, might know me for, if you've ever researched Matt Cusick and putters, I am the guy that originally one of the first people to put baby shoes on putters. So if you ever seen like Baby Jordans on putters back in the day, twenty ten, uh, I was on a few blogs for that one. That kind of got my first start in the golf following business. Then I've been doing club fitting. I've done club fitting for Nike Golf. I've worked for Wilson Sporting Goods, did club fitting for Callaway. I also did club fitting for Tour Edge. So those are my golf credentials there. A little bit for you guys. And what I do currently really is uh, my biggest following is on Instagram. Uh, a lot of sneakers, shoes, and booze. And I post a lot of, I post a lot of quick reviews. I, I I'm not as big as some of your other guys, like Nick and Roger that you've had on, wife of a golfer you guys have had on. So I appreciate you guys taking pity on me. And having oh, me come on, man. Please. Who's, pleasure. who's pitying who here? <laughs> come on. I want to dive into, before we get started on the bourbon, give, give the I listeners know, a little background good. on the McRib. Yes, please. Because <laughs> we, I, we, I, I mean, I, I think what you're doing is impressive, but also a sickness. It's, it's quite disgusting, but like I'm also you, very interested. feel like you need to go to the doctor. Well, I think, well, and you guys are partly the reason that I probably don't have to go to a doctor yet, and I'll explain a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, love I'd love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you that haven't followed me on Instagram, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm currently, I just posted day 34 straight of having a December 2nd. Uh, this recording's on the 4th of January. I just had number 34, so it's still around. And it's it's one of those things, like, I've always had a love for the mythical creature that is the McRib. Um, I love people that love to, they, they love to shit on McRib, right? Yeah. Like, people love to, like, eat, all the posts are like, you know it's not food, right? 
like you're, you're the same person. Like, you know, you ever bring up Chipotle? You're like, man, I'm craving some Chipotle. And then, you know, some smart ass always has to go like, well, you know, it's not real Mexican. And I go, do you know it's real delicious? <laughs> like, that's all I care about. Yeah. Does it taste good? So anyways, I've always had this love for the mythical creature. And then a couple of my buddies, they're like, well, your brother eats two a day. And I'm like, no, he, but he has never eaten one every single day. So I feel like, you know, as you get older, you're, you kind of like your appetite goes down a little bit. Like I go to the buffet. I'm like a two plate at the buffet now. Right. So if, if there was ever a time, it's out of necessity too, because I mean, you could push three, but then you know you're you're risking your health there. Oh, and then you're just uncomfortable the rest yeah. of the day. Yeah. So the, the thing I've been doing is, um, you know, you were kind of doing that coffee fast earlier, and I don't know if you're still doing the Phil Mickelson coffee fast. Uh, yeah, fast I'm I'm all, all in on intermittent fasting. I don't eat until two thirty, three o'clock every day. See, and so that's what part of my strategy has been is that the McRib is my first meal of the day. So I usually try around like noon. Okay. There's been a couple days where I've had to push in. I, you know, it's late at night. I'm at 11 o'clock in the drive-thru. So I'll get two. And then, I, you know, I think Christmas Eve, I ate one like at 11. And then I waited till midnight to have one on Christmas Day. So that was my <laughs> Santa's present to myself. But then I was drinking coffee to get me through to that first meal. And the funny thing was, uh, so it was like 40 degrees outside. I'm playing Fox Run. Yeah. When I decided to start this whole coffee fast thing, <laughs> and, and right around hole thirteen, man, I'll tell you, it started. Uh, <laughs> it's the coffee, the coffee purge. Yeah. But yeah, a couple MCT, a little bit of MCT oil, some nice. good creamer in there, and man, you could run on coffee for a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm down to just two cups, and then I drink. Uh, I've been drinking a lot more sparkling water, like Pellegrino. It's an expensive habit. But the sparkling water, like the, the bubbles, fill you up a little bit more than like regular tap water. That's what the that's what the Costco membership is for, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know? So does that mean you're going to be switching to like seltzers and white claws pretty soon too? Oh fuck no! Unless we unless we're going to do like a white claw tasting with you, then I'm then I'm in on that. <laughs> well, we were we were just talking. I was part of this like uh, this kind of roundtable discussion earlier, and they were talking about like ready to drinks and how like white claw is the big thing in the alcohol industry right now. And when you think about, like, seltzers in general just being popular, well, remember, LaCroix was, like, all over the place for yeah. the last five, six years, right? Yeah. So these are just adult LaCroix that we're all drinking. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Coors Light seltzers are pretty good. <laughs> the Coors Lights ones? Yeah, Coors Lights ones are solid, especially, like, if you're walking on the golf course. Because yeah. when it's 40 degrees, like, I've never played in, like, 40-degree weather before. Like, I think coldest, like, it was like I played Whistling Straits one time. We went up there, and it was, like, real field 25 degrees. Oh, for some reason, God. it was cool. <laughs> But we were up there, like, you got to play. Um, and I was like, I'm never playing below 50. But then the weather's just been, like, so decent, man. Like, you got to get out It there. has been, yeah. I played Christmas week. I played at Cog Hill Christmas week. I think that nice. Tuesday it was, I think I played Monday or Tuesday. It was, it was like in the 40, 40s, yeah. 42. No snow yet, so. Yeah, I finally learned to stop. I was over-layering at first. So, like, I'm just, like, a sweaty mess and you can't swing. But it's like, man, if you're if you're walking or you're moving, do you guys have the, the car heaters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mr. Heater? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I got to invest in that. I got to invest in that. Amazon. It's like 60 bucks. One it, of the, it runs on butane, right? So, like, it, how much butane does it, does it burn? So, I get one of those, like, camper-sized propane tanks. They'll last, yeah, yeah. The, they'll last you the entire round and into another round. Nice. Yeah. So, I would nice. say tops five hours. So, usually about one around. Yeah. And I invested in these, like, ski pants. So, like, I, I'm golfing in ski pants. <laughs> the best thing ever. You only need, like, the ski pants and some sweatpants, and you're good. Nice. You don't even need jeans. Yeah. Smart. Are, are you guys denim golfers? Oh, Sorry, fuck no. No, I can't do it. 
I I feel I feel awkward if I'm wearing denim on the range even. Like if I'm wearing yeah. jeans to the range, I feel weird. I w- yeah, I, yeah, I'm I a know. big fan of like the. You can get golf pants that are like they call them five pocket. So it's like it, they're cut like jeans and they have like the jean like pockets, but they're yeah. just golf pants and they're yeah. super comfortable. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, no. I, I need a, I need a stretchy waist nowadays. And that's the good thing about with golf pants, golf shorts, is they got the stretchy. They got the little elastic. Waist. It allows you to gain and lose ten pounds in the same round. Yeah, in <laughs> one round. And it's yeah, okay because you don't know about it. Been kind to me because I've gotten really good at eating and drinking during quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I had to go up a couple pants sizes depending on the cut, but. Yeah, that extra waistband is good. So tonight we're doing urban stouts. Yes. I heard you guys were doing, uh, you were drinking like a couple episodes ago, you were doing like the Kentucky barrel stout. Is that it? What did we do? We've done, yeah, we did that last episode. We did uh, the Kentucky barrel stout. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? I don't know. It might have been. We had some delirium at the end that kind of just yeah. went downhill from there. Yeah. Um, were you guys just clearing out what's left in the fridge? Is that what's No. <laughs> I, I, I'm a big fan of del- I like delirium. I, yeah. I, like, I like delirium. So, But the stouts, um, so long story short, I was supposed to get Chris a, a Christmas stocking gift. Um, I wasn't told that. And so we I do figured. gift exchanges in our family, so not everyone has to buy a gift for everyone. So we draw a hat, and Mark, Mark and I somehow draw each other's names every, every year, year. Every year. Every year. Oh, it's, it's, no, it's, it's completely random. I don't know how it works, but literally, like the last four years, we've had each other. We've had each other's names. But anyway, the, there was a twist this year where we're supposed to get that same person a stocking gift. No one told me, or I wasn't listening. Uh, so Chris on Christmas morning didn't have anything in his stocking. He had a gift, but he didn't have a stocking gift. I was in tears. Uh, he was profusely crying, so I felt bad, so I went out and got some uh, Kentucky bar- Barrel Stouts, some Delirium, just you know, nice little holiday four-pack of yeah. stuff for Chris. But yeah, we were drinking those last week, and those went down very smooth. Hey, you, you, stopped, you stopped at McDonald's. I stopped at McDonald's. We, so we were having this discussion. I stopped at McDonald's with every intent of getting the McRib because we were talking about your McRib, but I I just completely forgot and didn't order the McRib because <laughs> I, I I have never had a McRib and never had a McRib. I've never had one. Um, it, I know. I know. Here's the thing. Shock the horn. I've had a couple people tell me that like they've had the first McRib in years after watching like my my posts and stuff like that. Yeah. It is good, but it is not like it's. It, yeah. See now, here I am. I'm going to degrade the McRib. It's good, but don't expect magic. Like it is good. Like like part of the the magic and the appeal is that it only shows up. It's like Bigfoot. It shows up every once in a while and then it goes away. So it's uh yeah. You definitely got to have at least one. Yeah, you I know. Have at least one. When I left Chris's house, I had every intent of getting the McRib. By the time I had got to the drive-through, my mind had gone blank, and I just ordered a <sighs> a quarter pounder with cheese. Um, well, that's a, that's a bad McDonald's because they should have had it big up on the menu. Well, and it was karma hit me good because within ten minutes after eating that um, quarter pound of cheese, I was um, violently perfu- uh, puking in the toilet. <laughs> you know, like, we'll we'll get some food poisoning. We're gonna get back to it. Okay. Uh, but let's talk about these bourbon county stouts. So I got you guys uh, three stouts, mm-hmm. and. As I was curating this, you know, and I always kind of like have a mission or like an ulterior motive. And you guys have already proved yourselves to be master whiskey tasters after you picked up three <laughs> and the last one. Master? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. I was so hoping you guys would say it was bad. Because the bourbon world is filled with, like, snobs and, like, the the ultra-critical people. Like, Henry McKenna was one of these that's, like, 35 bucks. We all knew it was really, really good. And we loved that it was cheap and nobody knew about it. And then it wins San Francisco Best Bourbon. The next year it wins Best Overall Whiskey. And now everybody in bourbon's like, oh, it sucks. It's it's all these all these losers are going to go after it and we're never going to see it again. So they just want to talk shit about it, but they loved it years before. To bring the price so it down. was a good whiskey and you yeah. guys picked it out. So what we did today, you know, holidays for me, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm doing stouts like, yes. at dinner. because. Yeah, I love. I just love a stout, and it's perfect for that post. It's gonna make you nap. It's gonna put you to sleep. So after some turkey, some Christmas dinner, you're gonna be more than happy to sleep. So what I did was I got you a limited one, the one that started it all. We have Bourbon County from Goose Island. Yeah. It is the 2017 edition. Wow. Um, and it's interesting to me. Uh, so I actually have like a box of these. The the rumor is that these things get better with age. So, you know, it's aged another three years, supposedly, even though other people will tell you that in glass or stainless steel, the shit doesn't really age. So we'll see how true that is. Uh, Then I got you one that's available all the time, one of my favorites, which is Dragon's Milk. Yeah. Yeah, out of our friends in Michigan. That's New Holland, Holland, yeah. Yeah. You got it. And then I've got a Big Sky out of Montana. Yeah. So these guys have surprised me a couple times. So the, this, I this like is their, uh, their moose, what is it? Their moose like, roll. Moose roll. Yeah, but they get a couple good beers. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So I was looking for, um, you know, a couple other, like, honorable mentions. Ballast Point does one every yeah. year. I couldn't get a hold of that one. They they are really, really good. Uh, and then it's supposedly the, one of the members at Conway owns them now. Ballast oh, really? Point. But either way. Yeah, yeah I guess so what it, we did is, um, you know, we're doing this socially distanced. So for the listeners, what I did was I stuck a sticker on the back of each of these, A, B, and C. And then we had your significant others pour the mystery glasses for you. Yep. And you guys have pre-tasted so that we can rank A, B, and C. And then we'll reveal which one was the best and which one was not the best. Yeah, so she, she definitely took, I think she took a couple sw- swigs out of each of these. Good for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah Mark, Mark's wife Nicole helped yeah, us out. Smart on her part. So we did. We tasted like them. The casino, the casino's always got to take the juice. Yeah, right? I don't blame <laughs> her. I mean, smart on her part. I've taught her well. Um, I think so. We've ranked them. I think um, what, um, and I think we've tried to identify them at the same time. So <clears throat> yeah, we we because Chris was using his reference point of Dragon's Milk. He's had it before. He thought, first, he's right off the bat. He goes, I can spot that quickly. So I let him I let him get a big head. But so in terms of ranking, I'll say we like, we were both the same in this. How boring are we? Um, we went B, C, A is our ranking. But. Best to worst or worst to best? Yeah, best to worst. Best to worst. B, C, A. And then Chris even identified Dragon's Milk is A, being the the worst, if you will, out of all. Good. Yeah. I love them all. Let, you know, let, let's preface that first. We we like them all. Yeah, we and that's why like, I said best and not the best yeah. because these are, these are yeah. All really no, I, I I drink Dragon's Milk regularly. I'm like I'm gonna be able to pick that out right away. And I, I'm like I get I might if I'm wrong I'm just gonna that's embarrassing. Well, if you're wrong, I'm wrong. But I feel like A is Dragon's Milk. He, he did. He he thinks he thinks it's Dragon. I don't disagree. Um, okay. But yeah, we went BCA, so we went 
Um, at least what we think. And then we tried, and like I said, then we thought we tried to pick which ones we thought were which. So then we said B, which, which we thought was the best. We just threw out there, we thought it was Ivan the Terrible, which is uh, the big sky. You don't, you don't have to respond. It's okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm letting you guys float. That's fine. <laughs> I know. The suspense is like, building. Like, oh, God, you guys are so wrong. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's okay. Um, C, we thought, was the, um, was the Bourbon County, like I said, because then Chris thought A was Dragon's Milk, and I let him go with that. So I, I just threw... You know, process of elimination. I just said. All right, so let's so let's start from the bottom up. Okay. Uh, so A, you ranked as uh, you know, out of the three, this yeah. was number three. This took the bronze medal, and you properly identified this as dragon. Wow! Congrats. You get nothing for it, but congrats. I got a congrats. So, so I'll take a congrats. Yeah, what, yeah. what notes gave it away? What you know, if, if you were going to describe Dragon's Milk to those around the country who maybe have not had it, and this yeah. is something you can buy year round, and this is what yeah. I love about Dragon's Milk is like yeah. you don't have to wait for the holiday nope. release; you can get it whenever you want. It. Which is surprising for a, a stout that good. Yeah. That it's you do get it year round because you don't get a lot of stouts that are year round. I mean, obviously, like a Guinness, you can, but. There's not a lot of good stouts that I think you can get you around. That's just well, me. not a bourbon aged one. Yeah, that's right? very true. Because you know, you think about like you, we had a guy at Wilson Sporting Goods when I worked in the golf and tennis division, and uh, it was the VP of sales. And this guy was like super healthy, like did marathons and all this stuff. And we went out to a, a dinner one time, and we're like, "Oh, I bet you he doesn't drink." The guy drank <laughs> Guinness like crazy. He's like, "Do you know the health benefits of Guinness?" Like this guy never got excited about anything, but he went in on stouts. So I've always been a fan of stouts ever since then. He kind of got me hooked. Okay. And then Dragon's Milk just takes it to another level because yeah. bourbon. So one of the so here's here's a fun fact for you guys. One of the legal things that makes a bourbon a bourbon is that it has to be in a new charred oak container. All right. So for those of you listening, you might be like, "Well, what do you mean container? It doesn't have to be a barrel." Okay. It's just that over the years, a barrel has become the most efficient shape. It was the easiest to roll around because there wasn't a ton of machinery. Sure. So as long as it's new charred oak. Now, here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing and the weird thing about bourbon is, you know, some wood lobbyist, when they were making these laws, is like, no, you got to do new oak each time. So if you ever see something that's like a corn whiskey, mm-hmm. a corn whiskey was probably aged in reused barrel. Otherwise, it would be bourbon. You know, because it's a majority corn, okay. all that good stuff. So our gift to the world is bourbon barrels. You can age beer in it. They age spices in it. They age whiskey in it. They age tequila in it. They age rum in it. Our gift to the world is our wasteful use of brand new oak. Well, it's so, reusable. Yeah, it's like recycling. It's recycling. Genius. I mean, I love it. There's a little bit There's of There's got to be like a black market stuff. for bourbon barrels out there. We should tell so them what are the, what, Put your what are some of the notes, like there? for me, like, like one of the things that I love about like bourbon stouts, especially when you get like a bourbon barrel on the stout, is where a stout is kind of like almost like a cereal grain. You get like a little bit of the breads, the oatmeals. You get some of like the more grainy notes from mm-hmm. a stout. What you get out of a bourbon barrel when you add this is all of a sudden you start to get more vanilla, more caramel, more toffee, right? So we go to C, okay. We're going to go to see, and yeah. what were some notes that made you guys think that, it, well, here, let me just give it away. You guys got them all right. Come on! Seriously? <laughs> so, so You're dra- messing with us. Dragon's right? Milk, like, I just knew, yeah. like, Dragon's Milk has a very distinct smell and immediate taste. Like, it doesn't sit in your mouth at all and it, it comes later. Okay. Like, as soon as you drink Dragon's Milk, you taste it. Yeah. Yep. 
it's, it, it's there. And it's it going. hits you right yeah. away. So I'm like, I'm going to know Dragon's Milk right away. I think you've probably had it before enough. That but I would know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I've had it. I don't know if I've had it enough as, as you. Yeah. And looking at like, and looking over the three, I've, I've never had Ivan the Terrible. I've had Dragon's Milk and I've had the Bourbon County. But it's been a while for each. It's not like I had any of these actually this year, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, at least I think of. And Ivan the Terrible was just process of elimination because we knew Bourbon County yeah. was C. And then, right, well, it's got did. oh, to that. be Ivan the Terrible. I didn't know that. I don't know. No. no. That's actually pretty clever because I will say, like, the Bourbon County for me year after year, even though the, the barrels change yeah. a little bit, like the barrels that they're using and some of like, their limited releases – Goose Island does have like this certain feel, this, you know, we call it mouth feel, yeah. you know, like when you're drinking whiskey, you know, is it slick or, you know, does it coat the mouth and stuff like that. Same thing, Dragon's Milk, like you could probably get it away. So that's, that's a pretty good way, way to doing it. So, and you know what, kudos to you guys again. You guys are all right. You're going to have to do a stout podcast. But I thought B and C, I thought Ivan the Terrible and Bourbon County were pretty close. What was good about the Big Sky? They were smooth. It was smooth. Like it was. It was. It was like a. It was like sipping a smooth bourbon. Like it. It kind of just. It kind of sat there a little bit. It didn't hit you right away. And like, it was more one like that. I felt like I could have drank faster. Like a faster drinking bourbon barrel stout. If that makes any sense to anyone. No, it, it does because like something like the Bourbon County. Like Bourbon County to me usually comes out very thick. Yes. Yeah. Right, so it's almost like drinking a milkshake yeah. in a way, and yeah, the Ivan Terrible goes down. But the real key, and I think the thing that these, these distillers don't get enough credit for, is that these stouts are pretty strong ABV, right? Like yeah. I want to say Dragon's Milk was eleven percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And then uh, Big Sky, I don't know if you guys have the bottle there now. We do now. Yeah. So yeah, eleven is, and a half. What is it at? Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. So it's really easy to have that alcohol drain out. Those bourbon notes. Sure. Right? Because the booze and the stout can easily overpower the vanilla. Yeah. Or does it help the vanilla, right? Does it help along the caramel and the toffee? Or does it just kind of like burn a little bit and all you're like really tasting is stout and some, some aftershave, right? Because I've, <laughs> I've had some bad stouts. It's not, it's not super easy as putting, you know, any yeah. kind of stout in a bourbon barrel. So, you know, these are three of the best ones, I think. I think if people can get the ballast point ones, those are really good too. Langanitas uh, does a good one as well. I don't. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of the Lagunitas one. They're. They're. I mean, they do so many IPAs, but that's not to say they can't do a good stout. Obviously, same with uh, Ballast Point. They're known for their sculpins and their their fruit flavored, you know, fruit infused beers. But again, not to say they can't pull off a stout. I will say Ballast Point for me. I went to San Diego one year. Yeah. So I go to San Diego for work, and I met up with a buddy from the golf industry and uh he couldn't get me on anywhere even though he was in san diego it didn't even bother to help me get tory pines what a jerk Ooh. but he takes me to the balance not point, your friend like the anymore brewery, like the restaurant god and they had something called a california colch and i've never had it again nobody's ever made like a california colch i have no idea what makes a california right. colch yeah. it was one of the best beers i've ever had and i've never been able to like repeat it was it's it like, was it a ballast point yeah, it was Bell's Point. It was at their brewery. Oh, it was wow. at their, uh, like, their restaurant. Okay. Aren't they in Chicago now? Or that shut yeah, down already? I don't know. Someone... They opened up a uh, They sold to someone. I don't remember. They opened up a brewery in... Was that West Loop or Fulton Market area? Brew pub. Oh, really? Before the... Uh, Fulton Market. Before the uh, pandemic. Terrible timing, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I love about Fulton Market? 
So everybody goes to Fuller Market because it's like, oh, it's the old meatpacking district. This is all cheap land. Let's all let's all open our offices. So like McDonald's is down there, Google is down yeah, there. Yeah. And, you know, without naming them, my company's down there. <laughs> all this space, nobody thought to build like a parking garage. <laughs> all right, there's no parking there. There's no parking, and there's no easy way to get there via public transportation. No, no train. Nope. You gotta like get shuttles back and forth. It's a mess. It's like, like going. It's like going to the UC. Like there's no easy way to get to the UC. God, we, oh. what the fuck are we doing? Like, you think we would have learned from all the neighborhoods that we built up? Like, you need public, and you need as many parking garages as humanly possible. Yeah. And then we go yeah, and build the next big black. neighborhood, and nothing. nothing. Nowhere to park. Nowhere to park. Yeah, I have no idea why they don't just shut down one of those lots that you see, build a parking garage, and then, you know, four or five years later, we can have parking garages all around the thing. Well, you have the parking you know? garage, and then you're able to have restaurants and bars a lot closer. Right? No, right. no, yeah. I mean, you, you, travel get, up Madison, you do. It's just not like it's deal. super close. I mean, it's yeah. it's not far, but it's not super close. You got all those empty lots by the UC. Yeah. You build up a parking garage. You built some nice, you know, you built some maybe parking garage above like restaurants and bars and stuff on the lower level. Yeah. Just won't do well, it. And, and that's the other problem, too, is like if you're talking about like the Blackhawks and the Bulls, you're going in November, December, January, right. February, Chicago. You're not walking more than a couple of blocks. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, why yeah. not build up this parking garage? You already built up the inside of the UC. It'd be like that little mall. You got the, the, the pro shop and all that. Yeah, it's nice, too. Just some more restaurants around there. You know, make it an event. Yeah, we're not the smartest city or state, so. Um, well, to bring it back to golf, of course we're not the smartest. We, Tiger Woods wants to build a freaking golf course on our lakefront. <laughs> is that, is that, what, what is the delay with that? That was supposed to start. Well, is that the friends of the park again? That was yeah. supposed to start this year. I mean, there's, it's your answer is money is the, the answer. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this year's cooler heads will prevail and he'll be able to. Yeah, they were supposed to shut down <laughs> Jackson Park and South Shore yeah. golf clubs this year and combine them to make that Tigers <laughs> Tigers course on the lakefront and a public yeah, course, yeah. mind you, a public course and yeah. those views. I don't know if you're Matt. I don't know if you've ever played South Shore. Probably uh, haven't. Not have many you played people. South Shore? <laughs> I, I've not played South Shore. No. So it's a nine hole. It's a nine hole course. Was it Billy? It's a Billy Casper it's course. Casper, public, yeah. It's public Casper. course. Chicago public course. It used to be a private country club. Um, you know, it's in the rough part of the city, right? Like it's right by Jackson Park, and so you got Jackson Park, the eighteen hole shit course in the city on the south side. And then now, had, that one I have played, yeah. because, and I'll tell you my story on Jack's part, I remember watching the, the U.S. Open playoff, Tiger versus Rocco. We, we played that day, and then we all sat in the, we sat in the clubhouse, quote, yeah. unquote, and we, everybody was watching. Like you go to Jackson like, Park in midsummer, like, you, if you have a tee time at, like, 11, you got to wait till like, 11, 30, or 12, because they don't have enough carts if you want a cart. You gotta wait for someone else to finish. It, it, the course is a shit show. Like you could drive off of like fifteen yeah. onto a gas station, pick up beer, and drive back. Like it's amazing. But yeah. South Shore is this awesome nine hole course, and there's like four or five holes right on the water, and you get these amazing views from the south side of the city mm-hmm. of the Loop that you don't get anywhere else. And Tiger wants to build a course using that land in Jackson Park. Like it would be fucking incredible. It would be it would it would replicate what they have in San Diego. They would have this pristine Muni course on the water. 
in a major city. I mean, yeah. it would just be unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, I hope cooler heads prevail and that's able to happen. What's the other thing that's going on? Obama wants to put his library down there. Yeah. And that just can't, yeah. that for whatever reason can't take off. There's so much like yeah. dead land right there in, in the south side of Chicago that could be um, repurposed into something, a presidential library in a a major golf course by um, – yeah. One of the, you know, I think the best designers everybody come from the golf course side of it. Um, I, I forget who's the guy that like used to write for Golf Weekly. That's like helping champion it. He's out of Chicago. I always forget his name, but it'll come to me. But either way, like he was saying, like okay, we're gonna keep the rates low for Chicago residents, mm-hmm. which my parents are. So I'm gonna use that. Similar to toy pines, Chicago. right? If you're a resident, it's cheap. If you're a resident yeah, in the San Diego, which back to your buddy, kids. back to your buddy in in uh, San Diego and Torrey Pines that he didn't get you on there. For the the rates that he could have got you on there, you need to make a call. You need to you need to have a conversation with him. So my brother, anyway. and I'm going to share this story. My brother got on at Torrey Pines. He went there without a tee time, and I guess the locals, all all of his friends, told him that your best strategy is to just show up at the ass break of dawn and yep. just say, "Hey, I'm single." Whenever somebody like cancels or something, he cannot get on, and they they usually get sh- like usually somebody doesn't show or something, and yep. you're you're able to get on. So he got on within like 90 minutes of the course opening. So that's just the next thing I got to do. But like with the tiger thing, like they even promised, they're like, okay. And you know, we're going to expose kids that have never been exposed to golf before. You know, we get the arguments against gentrification, but in its current state, what is it doing for the city or anybody around in that area? It's it's not really doing much. Well, here's, here's a a gentrification point is that it's already a golf course. That land is already a golf course. You're not repurposing that land. You're not taking people out of their homes. You're not doing anything. That's going to move. Now, obviously, it's going to increase property taxes. Obviously, it's going to increase home values. They're going to build nicer houses and restaurants. I, I get that point, right? But you're not taking this land that people are currently using and repurposing it. You're taking a golf course and repurposing it as a golf course. Yeah. And you're telling me with Tiger behind it that we're not going to get some kind of, like, premier event? Like, Absolutely. Wh- you'll, oh. you'll definitely get something think about what the what they just had in um what's i forget the name of the course now in uh in missouri the, oh the pain the pain oh, valley right Payne they, valley. they got a you know maybe it wasn't a major event but it was a made for tv event that's for sure right and i think dude how awesome does that course look my oh, so God. my brother's uh, so mutual friend of my brother and i he went down and played, and he said it's incredible. He said it's awesome. There's five courses down yeah, there. I mean, it's brands. A bunch of courses. Yeah, there's five different courses. I think one's a Gary Player course. So you know, there's no trees. That's what I love about Gary Player. <laughs> there's a, there is. There's a player. There's a Crenshaw. Um, obviously, obviously there's tiger, there's, but I forget the other ones. Maybe a trivia. Yeah, I don't and, know. And it's nothing against like it's nothing against Medina or Cog. But, you know, it's, it's, they always build themselves as like, okay, well, the golfers are coming to Chicago. Come on, you're an hour west of Chicago. We have nothing actually in the city, no. you know? And if you're, I get it all the time. You get people coming in from out of town, and they're like, hey, I'm staying in downtown Chicago. Where should I go play golf? And you're like... Uh, <laughs> the Bercy driving range? <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, how far away is Cog Hill? And I'm like... Dude, that's far. like you're better off going to Harborside because yeah, yeah. Harborside you can get play somewhere else. Yeah, but except Harborside always has an outing out there, so it's like yeah. it's like impossible to get on Harborside nowadays. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good public golf in Illinois. It's just nothing close to the city. 
No. And that's it. And that's that's why I think that Tiger course would be huge. So, hey, I got a question for you guys in regards to handicaps because you guys have been talking about handicaps all year, and and I know we've talked about this before. So, when you play winner rules, do you post a winner rule score? What is that? What is winner rule score? Like winner rules, like roll your ball and. You don't find it in the so, league. So here's the example is my buddy and I, we go up to play, um, you know, it was like warm. It's like beginning of November. Yep. There's leaves on the ground. Yep. And first approach into the green, I hit the middle of the green and I see a puff of sand. And I was like, my buddy's like, did you hit the bunker behind the green? I'm like, no, I hit the green. What, what was with all that sand? We get there and there's so much top dressing yeah. because, you know, they, they punch the greens, they put the top dressing on. I'm not kidding you. You had to hit a 10-foot putt like it was a 50-foot putt. So my buddy goes, let's just do winner rules. Two putts, you hit the green, two putts. Okay. Right? All right. I proceed to shoot the round of my life one over <laughs> with, with those winner rules. He tells me I should post it. I'm like, I'm not posting it. The tees were up. It was 40 degrees outside. We're playing winner rules. Yeah. Do you post that score? No. Pro- um, probably not. Yeah. I, I'd like to post as many scores as possible, in that case, probably, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't post it. Like, I'm pretty Most, most yeah. courses, I mean, we were talking about it the other, last episode or two episodes ago, I think, like, after, like, October and November, you, most of the time you can't even post the score for it to count because the course is considered shut down at that point. Right. So, ah. yeah. Yeah, so th- we use the grant, and most so we played a lot of golf actually in November and December, as opposed to any other year where we usually don't. Yeah. And, m- and most of the times when we tried to post, it'll let you post, but it'll tell you it's, it's off season, practice round, or, or off practice season round because just because of the time of the year. Course is closed and greens are yeah, punched. Something or, like that's gonna yeah. jack me up. I, I need all the strokes I can get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and for your benefit, I wouldn't post it, right? <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's going to lower your because I mean, it's only it's, it's only top eight scores between ourselves. Well, so we no, we had this conversation. I asked you. I go, what happens if you shoot? You break eighty, right? Because you never broke eighty. And you yeah. go, well, I'd post it. You said that. You said that on on our on our show. You said you'd post it. And so Matt's After in the October. Sa- yeah. So Matt's in the same position. He just shot the best round of his life. But he but but the rules for Matt were modified. Sure. Okay. Right. Like, You're right. Modified rules. It's a guaranteed two putt. Yeah. My playing That's... partner agreed to it. My playing yeah, partner no, no, no. said, "Oh, by all means, you should take your money. You take all his fucking you money because every dollar." Rules. <laughs> but I don't think you post that score. Yeah. Right. Like that's like match play, right? Like if you're strictly playing match play and someone tells you to pick up their putt, you know, because your putt doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you post that score? I don't know. I put it. You're right. I put it more in the match play scenario where yeah, uh, there's some modified rules going on. Yeah. Uh, only because of the top dressing, like you talked about, yeah. which I get because it, it struggles. Yeah, it could be a huge pain in the ass. Midwest golfer. Yeah, you no. Know, like, if you were playing, if you guys were playing and putting everything out and playing normal rules, regardless of where the tee boxes were, you, you post that score. But like, you modified the rules. Yeah, I don't think you. Best did. part is you were probably playing later than you ever played golf. Absolutely, and you Chicago. probably won. You probably won all the money that day. <laughs> I think we played. I think we played New Year's Day actually. Even oh, so, God. this has definitely been the latest season I've ever yeah. had. The most, and thanks to the pandemic and working from home, just like you guys, for me, this yeah. has been like the most ever. 
and, and here's the interesting thing. So like in the summertime, I was just happy to get out. You know, I, I dropped the kid off at grandma and grandpa's and I, you know, I'd go golf and treat my body like a wonderland. Cause it'd be like whiskey, <laughs> beers, CBD and, and a cigar, <laughs> you know, like I, I was just out there to play, but then like wintertime comes and I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to walk and drink with four layers on, you know, like I might have to go to Coors Light Seltzer or something. So like, I, I wasn't doing anything heavy, maybe a sip from the flask. I end up shooting better. I end up shooting better in the wintertime because like, I'm, I'm like less hammered. So well, I think I, I had this conversation with one of my other buddies I play with that like when you're layered up or the conditions are less than ideal, you tend to swing a lot slower and you tend to club up a little bit more mm-hmm. and you tend to play smarter. And I, I've typically scored better in worse conditions than when it's like, you know, 85 or 90 degrees and like it's summertime and it's hot, like, and you feel loose. I yeah. feel like I score better when the conditions are worse. And, you know, I know that like I could probably go for this green, but it's, you know, we got 30 mile hour winds. It's not smart. Lay up. Like the, the, the conditions force me to make smarter decisions. Yeah, it really, it makes you dial in a little bit more, right? It Versus does. like, oh, you know what, I'm going to play again next week, so I might as well blast this 500 as fast as I can. As as I can. Yep. What are we finishing off there? Which one are you guys we finishing got, off? We're, uh, we're finishing. Everything's finished now. We're finished. Dude, we've, we've <laughs> we drank finished all. all three of these bottles. Sorry, we drank all. fucking monster bottles, Matt. You left us. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking right, right now, like, everything's gone. I'm, I'm getting ready to text my wife after this podcast, Mike. I'm sleeping at... Mark and Nicole tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you something know, left. I still don't get about stouts. Why? So, like, you know, I well, because originally we had planned to do this live, but we did the the social distance today, so that's why I did like the big bottles. But I still don't get why the stouts don't come in smaller cans. I I, I don't know. Well, like the like the like, little whippets in them, or like, or just you think it's arrogance? You <laughs> well, think no, just like think... my brother and I will split? Like we, we will split, or like I usually. Um, I invented, you know, for Thanksgiving, I invented my own, like, uh, black and tan. I do spotted cow with the Bourbon County. Oh, God. Really? How good is that? It's so good. It's so good. The only thing that sucks about it is that the spotted cow will not carry the weight of the Bourbon County. Because, like, I've done the, okay. the bent spoon and all that. So I can't get, like, the Instagram picture of, like, my, my spotted cow. So it just kind of comes out with the... It lightens up a little bit. You get a little bit more, like, that, uh, that airiness from spotted cow, which, mm-hmm. by the way... Wisconsin has better golf courses and better beer than us. This is so, bullshit. Is your brother from is live in Wisconsin? Is that how you get it? No, 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 no. That's just that's his favorite. So I will go like I'll go make a trip up to Kenosha because yeah. I live in Tinoki. Yeah. So I'll travel at forty one. I'll get sure. to the gas station in Kenosha and come straight yeah. back. Not touch anything and come right back. So that <laughs> doesn't lock me at my house. Yeah. No, my my brother in law works in uh, his office is in Janesville. But he lives in Illinois, so he will, uh, you know, if I see him, it's, give me a case of. Give me some beer. It's either Spotted Cow or, uh, you know. Give me some beer. Or more or the others, give me right? Some beer. Moon Man or. I like a Moon yeah. Man. Two Women. The, what the, are the, the, the Double Women. The Double Women. <laughs> They've got an Oktoberfest. I don't know if they have a stout, to be honest with you. I don't know that they do. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know they just, I, they've had an Oktoberfest in the last few years, they've added. They've got a couple new ones, but. I don't know that I have a stout from them. Yeah, I don't know that, you know, and for me, like, every time I've tried everything else from them, like the Moon Man, like, it's good. It doesn't stand out the way Spotted Cow does. Like, I, I don't know, and again, this is where I'm not a beer person. I don't know, how do you classify, what is a Spotted Cow? Like, what, what kind of beer is that? What style? I think it's a lager, right? 
Mm, I, would say, I would say more it's like a Belgian-style ale. Okay. I don't, it's definitely not a Belgian ale. No? It's not like a white or anything like that. I just say an ale. Yeah, it is. Ale. It's, it's, it's foamy. Well, what is it? Blue Moon? It's like a Blue Moon. It's like a Blue Moon. It's Belgian-type ale. I feel like it is. I disagree, but it's fine. See, if I drank both of those side-by-side, side, I wouldn't say that they're related. That's yeah, I wouldn't either. No? No. Yeah. Not, not a Blue Moon. And then what's the one where, where you drop gonna, the orange in it? I'm going to get orange. That's Blue Shot Moon. Top. Oh, shot top. top. Yeah. I'm going to get orange yeah, in They're nowhere near each other. I would say it's it's a lager, if, if you asked me. If you asked me to render a guess, I would say it's a it's a. If lager. I'm holding a gun to your head, you, it's you're a, saying lager. I'm saying lager. And if I get Matt, you, you got you got a semi-automatic to your back of your whoa, head. What are you whoa, whoa! It got dark really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I have to decide? I have to call what spotted cow is. Yeah. yeah. Or apparently you get shot. While I buy time, I'm, I'm going to give you a hint. It's not a lager. I'm going to give you a second hit. I was much closer than Mark was. Uh, spotted cow would be... A Wisconsin ale. <laughs> a Wisconsin, California culture. No. Uh, <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of... Uh, it is a... Okay, so according to the internet webs, it is a cast condition farmhouse ale. It's a farmhouse ale. Farmhouse ale. It's an okay. ale. It's, what more, the it's closer to a... Farmhouse ale. That's made up. No. Farmhouse ale is not made up. It's real. Kinda. It's an ale. It's not a lot. The thing for me is like, like the cool thing, like at least like, like when we talk about the bourbon stouts, you guys were saying you ranked them, but they're close. Okay, if I can't get my hands on Bourbon County, I get a Dragon's Milk. I get an Ivan the Terrible. I got some other options that I can go get. I can't find anything else that's close to New Glarus. So in the comment yeah. section, if people want to tell us, what, you know, what's the closest thing, that would be great. Yeah, I want to know what kind of cask they're. See, not now cask. I'm thinking about barrel or whatever. I wonder what the hell they're doing in there. Yeah, it's it's a farmhouse. It's an ale. So it's closer than a lager. Did you say lager or an ale? No, you said it's a lager. I put a gun to your head. You did. You put again. I put a gun to your head. Put a hypothetical. Good. Yeah, you did. Pistol to your head. And you said. Yeah, you put a pistol to my head, but then Matt, you put a semi-automatic. Yeah, and he googled. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would too. He didn't say. He's like, can I go? Can I go? I don't want to die. I don't blame him. You didn't give me a shot clock. Yeah. I told you, I'm not a beer guy. I'm a whiskey guy. I'm a bourbon guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But we got the we got the Bourbon County Stouts. It's a good. This is this is a good mix for me. Um, these are three. Matt, you picked three great choices, obviously. And that's why people should follow me on Instagram. Exactly. And what's your handle? You can follow me I was, on I was Instagram, Twitter. Matt, Matt Cusick, M-A-T-T-K-U-S-E-K. And then I am also on Twitter if you want bad basketball uh, opinions. Yeah. That's at Matt Cusick as well, M-A-T-T-K-U-S-E-K. What's, uh, how are you, you feeling about our Bulls this year? Jesus. It's an evaluation year. It's an evaluation yeah. year. You got a new GM, you got a new vice president, you got a new coach. So now it's um, no talent. to steal, uh, you know, a friend of mine, uh, Jason Goff said, you know, it's like, uh, hey, there's no more excuses for the players now. Yeah, I saw like that. I saw that. Around. He's got a good. Yeah. I like. I he's got a good Bulls Talk podcast. Yeah, they do a great job. They do uh, the, the Bulls Talk podcast. Um, it, it's it's true. It's like you got to check out what all these guys now. I love Zach Levine. Uh, I can't stand people that want to trade him. Or he's get so him. young, still. Is he 23, 24? He's 25. 25. Yeah, whatever. He's still young as fuck, man. He's played what? Yeah, nine, eight, seven, eight seasons in the NBA now. No. 
He's I think he, he came out after his yeah, sophomore year. Okay. I thought he did one and yeah, done. Yeah, he came I, out of UCLA. I, I think or here's something that people out. don't understand is like in the NBA, in the history of NBA, getting a ton of shit for a good player never worked out. Like how did the Timberwolves really do after they traded away Garnett? Yeah, after Garnett, not, they didn't do shit. Well, nothing. No. Absolutely. Yeah, Ray Allen got traded to Boston. What, what, did, what did his team do with that? But, is, but is Zach, is Zach Garnett, Garnett was a leader. Is Zach Levine a leader? That would be my argument. Garnett was a bona fide leader on that Timberwolves team. And then that translated, obviously, to the Celtics winning championships. Well, so my, my discussion would be is like, well, see, the Celtics thing was different because that was Danny Ainge pulling all that stuff together. Like, like I had this argument with somebody – What's the difference between what the Celtics did and what the Heat did? What the Heat did was player-driven. That was Bosch and LeBron and Wade saying, no, we're all in our prime, we want to play together. Yeah. The Boston thing was Danny Ainge giving away everything yeah. for Kevin Garnett Sold and out. off the, the Ray Allen. Like, yeah. that, that was an organizational thing. So my thing about uh, Zach Levine is like, good players want to play with other good players. So you got to, like, leverage him as, like, that star. Like, hey, come play alongside Zach Levine. Not, hey, we're going to give away Zach Levine just to get another star. you got to try and, like, put two or three pieces together. And I'm not sure. I, look, I'm not a GM. I don't know how you do it. But that's, like, you know, this whole Harden thing. The, like, these, like I, say what you want about the guy. He's one of the top five offensive players in the NBA. Like, you got to try and make a run at this. What? Like, he also think the Bulls do? I think they should. I would trade everything but Zach Levine for. James oh, I think they, I don't. I don't think they had. To, I think they had to give up Zach to get yeah. Harden. And, and see, so then, then you're just running in place. So then yeah, no, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't think you're five. gaining anything by trading Levine for Harden. He also got fouled. No, absolutely. That's, yeah, you're that's compromising, compromising, compromising the future. I don't know if you. I, I watched the game tonight. He did, got fat. Did he play tonight? He's big. Did he play? Yeah, he got big. Oh, he wants out. He, he, he wants out. He's he got big. He's not in shape. No, he got Not big. Sh- did he? Not Bryson big. He like, got big. Just thick. Yeah. Two C's. Yeah, thick. he's big. He's big. Uh, yeah. He's a big guy. I, I'm, Which was crazy because before the bubble, if you saw pictures of him before the bubble, he was super skinny. Yeah. He he was in great shape last year. Depressed. Depression could, down. Could, could have been depression down. I've been there. Still there. Been there. Yeah. Haven't left. But you know, these, but these opportunities where like a top ten, top five player is pissed off and wants to leave, it doesn't happen all the time. So I'm just saying, like, you, you got to get in the conversation somehow. Yeah, but what, what do you what do you trade? You trade? Can you trade Patrick Williams? Can you trade Larry Markkinen and still have a competitive well, you gotta team? Hope somebody's, you got to hope somebody's in love with those guys. You know, pre Boylan because Boylan kind of ruined. He ruined Laurie. He ruined well, Wendell. And Go- your buddy, your buddy Jer- Jason Goff made a good point. Where like. You still see three to four to five possessions where Laurie's on the court, but you don't know that he's on the court. Yeah. And like you can't you can't have that. And like when he was at Arizona, he was touching the ball every possession. You know, college is a different game, but like on the Bulls, and you watch the Bulls still. And I, I I'm a big fan of Billy Donovan. I think he'll do good things long term for the organization. But like there's they'll go they'll go ten possessions where like they're not moving the fucking basketball. And Lori's not touching the ball. Yeah, going back to the thing with Harden, though, the thing with Harden is you you should give up, you know, the sun and the moon to get him. And it's not just because you don't, you know, in hopes that you'll get someone to pair with him. Because you don't have anyone to pair with him right now. Your hope is that you trade everything that the next free agent will come and play with him. And how old is Harden? 
So he's got yeah. three good years yeah. left. Yeah, that's your hope, is you get him, if you get him, that someone next year will come and play with him. And that's well, he's only he, 31, actually. Okay, so let's say he's got four good years and left. And that's all you got. That's all you got to hope for if you get him. But who's a free, I don't know who's a free I, agent. I have sure. no idea. Well, and all the free agents got re-signed. Everybody signed their extensions. Yeah. So this coming year was supposed to be like, like everybody was going to be a free did, agent. Yeah. Everybody re-upped their deals. So yeah. that's why Lori, the interesting thing that they didn't re-sign Lori, because they were offering 16, Lori wanted 20. But you look at a guy like Bogdanovich, like that guy got 18 <laughs> in Washington. Yeah. So, so you think Lori's gone know, next year anyways, huh? Uh, you know, and, and that would be a shame to me because there's not a lot of seven footers uh, with that kind of talent that he has. I, I think he's just, I, I think, I think that's where Boylan wrecked them because he just got disengaged, and for whatever reason, and you know what, shame on him too a little bit well, because you got to be mentally tough. He wasn't that. a like, good Boylan wasn't a good coach. Oh God, no, Boylan was a fucking train wreck. He was a rah rah guy. You he know, was a terrible like, coach. You know, and his the way that he ran that defense with that blitz scheme—that's the reason Wendell Carter Jr. was in foul trouble every year. Because, well, guess what? You kept going for steals up and, the perimeter. And and guess, who's, guess who's in the back trying to fix everything? We haven't talked about him at all because he's trash. He is yeah. so bad. He is so—he's soft as baby shit. Well, all he is is easy. He's the third or fourth option when it comes to he a, is, a powerful. He is fucking that's soft. All he'll ever be. He is soft, and yeah. this is turning into a basketball podcast. But that's okay. Because he is fucking soft. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand a soft big guy. I can't do it. It's it's the worst yeah. feeling in the world watching a soft big guy. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so who hard. is a mentally soft golfer? Who could be a better golfer if they were just mentally tougher? Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Calling you out, Ricky. <laughs> I was going to say Jordan, but... Jordan Speed? I, I, I just I think that's the obvious one. Yeah, that's too obvious. Sorry. I um, think Ricky Fowler. How many how many majors has he had a chance to at least put himself in contention on Sunday and he's just been not in, done he's it? He's been in a lot of majors. Yep. Yeah, just there hasn't was done there it. was a year where he was top five in all four. Right? Yep, hasn't done was it. Was that sixteen or seventeen? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy to win a major. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of competition out there. Tony Finau, pretty soft. Yeah, uh, he hadn't done anything for so, me. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Tony Finau. I love. I think he's game, too nice of a guy. Like... I think he's just too nice of a guy. Yeah. I don't think he has a mental. I don't think he has the the uh, the kind of like the edge you need to close someone out. Is that like Rory, where like you know you constantly get the backdoor top ten? It's like it's like you shoot a shit score on Friday and then you play lights out all weekend just to get your top ten. Yeah, it's a tough question, golf man, because golf is. A, I really do think like golf is like a mental game as much as much. As it's a hundred percent a mental game. I mean, like it's you. The golf ball in your head. Well, yeah. That's it. I mean, like, that's tough. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. a, I'm, well, I'm a mental midget. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like me. Like, you know, when I, I got, I've had the yips with my short game the last few years. Uh-oh. And, like, I, I've worked with a guy to, like, identify the technical things that I'm doing wrong. But at some point, it's because of, like, I take it back like I'm having a heart attack and I go at the ball like I'm having a stroke, you know? And, and what is that? That's the mental part of it, right? So, like, yep. mental is, like, being able to execute when you absolutely have to. It's the clutch thing, right? I think that's what people still don't – like, watching Last Dance, like, how mentally strong Michael Jordan was. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, my, my like, 
semi-golf-related highlight of all of 2020 was how much golf was in Last Dance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tying basketball to golf all together. Like, that scene, like, I knew, I always knew the story about, like, oh, Jordan plays 36 the same time he's, like, practicing with the Dream Team, right? Right. But that scene where, like, he stares down a modern shot in the hotel lobby with golf clubs on his shoulder, you know? Or, like, he's in the finals and he's like, practice is over, let's go, I got a tea time, right? Like, I love that. Like, Jordan Stewart was just such a dude. Like, he just wanted to be on a golf course and, like, have a cigar and just be a regular person and gamble incessantly. Yes. (laughs) And have the money to do it. Right. And that's why I still, I mean, again, it's not a basketball podcast, but that's why someone watching that and then can still say that he's not the best basketball player ever. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with that, man. Again, I'm I'm probably biased because I lived in the era where he played, and I, I I guess I still lived in the era where LeBron played. But right, but I still have a lot of bias towards Michael Jordan. But it's like you watch that, you watch LeBron. Well, I think Kyrie said it all. Kyrie said it all. Kyrie goes, Kevin Durant's the best, the only player I'd ever give the ball to yeah. for a last second shot besides yeah. myself. Yeah. And he played with arguably. One of the greatest basketball players of all time. Yeah. In LeBron James. And LeBron I, I don't I don't I don't know that he wants I don't know that he wants to to be the guy that take the last second shot. I think he wants to be the guy that makes a good pass to the guy that's open that makes the last second yeah. shot. Does that make sense? Yes. That's exactly what it is. And, and he's that, Magic that mean, Johnson. That doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. He's better than Magic Johnson. That's what I think he is. For sure. And he's that type of player. I don't think he's that's a bad thing. He's probably a better human than Michael Jordan was. Like if you uh, probably like if you look at all this together, <laughs> he's probably a better human than Michael Jordan was by a long shot. Probably. I don't know what he's like as a teammate. We know we've heard mixed reviews about Jordan. Don't, I think there's so LeBron's had his, his share of coaches. And this, this ties it back to golf. Would you rather be hot? With the putter, or would you rather be hot tee to green? Oh, putter all day. That's Jordan. Yeah. That's Jordan. The putter is clutch. Yeah. Right? Now, now LeBron's the guy that'll get you off the tee. He'll get you on the green into every single fucking time, right? But every once in a while, he misses free throws. That's like a free putt. Every once in a while, he, he gives it away, right? Like, like that's the analogy I give people all the time. Like, you want somebody to sink that putt in the U.S. Open to force that playoff against Rocco? That's Tiger. That's Jordan. <laughs> yeah, like I that, love it. That, that's how close it is to me. Yeah. You know? With the, um, but with they're the like, torn ACL. I think in the, the whole, like, greatest of all time, Kareem doesn't get enough talk. Kareem has six rings. Yeah. Five yeah. MVPs, you know, all-time leading scorers. So, and, and you can't compare the errors because when the hand check goes away, and I think it's 98 when the hand check goes away, that just totally changes the game. Right. You know, literally, literally as Jordan left the Bulls, the the hand check goes away. Right now, could you like? I, I dare anybody to watch that year that Jordan uh, scored like thirty eight a game. I think that was like eighty eight. Like he was still wearing the short shorts. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. You're telling me that guy without a hand check doesn't average forty five or fifty a game? <laughs> like he was flying past dudes with a hand check back yeah. when they could foul like crazy. Yeah. So. You know, it is what it is, and you know, maybe I'm accused of being an old guy because I also I would also make the argument that Jack is better than Tiger, but Oh Jesus. He went there. He went there. <laughs> All right, now we gotta hear it. No yeah. Well I think the thing to 
that cements it for Jack for me is how many times he took second place. Okay. Okay, so how many second place finishes? Look, look up his second place finishes in majors. If you ain't first, so you last. Yeah, as I say, if this is your argument, then you, you might first, be last. the argument for LeBron. Because LeBron has finished second. Six, six times? No, because, because LeBron still only has four rings, and Jack has the most majors. Okay. So not only does he have the most majors, he has the most second places. And when you want to talk about competition in his era, he's fighting off you know, Tom Watson, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, right? Like, he had legit competition throughout all those years. So... I think golf too, like golf, we always want to talk about like how deep it is, but you know, how, how strong is the top really, you know, I don't know. That's like the, the tennis argument, you know, is, is it Sampras, Nadal or Federer or Djokovic? Like, yeah, it's hard to compare eras. Cause like how deep really was the pool yeah. that you were fighting against? You know, was it like you had like a bunch of middle tier guys, like a courier and Agassi and all this, or, are, is Ricky and Jordan Speed like legitimate competition? You know, that's, that's you know Tiger, the, yeah. did he ever have to face somebody like a Dustin Johnson or a Tony Finau? Well, that's the that's fun, interesting. Yeah, that's well, the fun did, part I mean, about the argument. Last year, that's the fun part about the argument is was Tiger so good during his prime that those people that we thought would have been the Dustin Johnsons, the that he was that far better than them, that he never didn't matter, or or was there you know, or the the other side of that, the other argument was. Did he not have to face? He just there wasn't during the period where he was great. He didn't have the the. He only had Phil Mickelson, right? And Phil Mickelson and Dustin or Dustin Duvall. David Duvall. <laughs> Dustin Duvall is that even a person? Could be David's brother. <laughs> it could be David's brother. It's David's brother. Dustin Duvall, yeah. David's brother. You know, did it just or was he in an era where there just wasn't that great of golfers? Tough to or say. Was he That's that the argument. Yeah, right. much better than. Right, or was he, Tiger Woods just that much better than everybody else that, that it doesn't, like the argument is that, or there just wasn't a good golfer, right? Well, that's what you you have as a person have to decide because there's no scientific formula that will give you that. How long did Jack play golf for? How many years? Uh, he won his last major when he was 46 and won submitted, his first. Submitted is. When he won, when he won his first was early when he was in his early twenties. So similar type, yeah. Experience. So, by the way, Jack had nineteen second place finishes in majors. Okay. That's now here's the other argument is Babe Ruth type shit. Where like, okay, you were like the but like the first dominant person. You just dominated so much. You you put the goalpost that high. Yeah. And you just benefited from like it all being so new. And by the way, I'm I'm not backtracking, but I will a little bit. You catch me on another day, and I'll probably say Tiger's the best. You well, know, I, 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 I think, really Tiger, think Tiger transcended the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the argument for Tiger too is that, and I'm going to go back to Mark's point is that like Jack Jack was by far the best during his era, right? And arguably the the one the, the greatest or the second greatest golfer of all time, mm-hmm. um, but he played. I mean, he played in a. The game was different, and obviously the equipment was different. Everything was different, but the game was different. Totally right? different era. Yeah. Totally different era. The game was completely different, and Tiger, Tiger is the one that like took the game from where it was at in the mid '90s to where it's at today. Like the equipment changed. Yeah. 
the yardages changed, and I think they changed because of Tiger. I think the game, I don't think golf changed. I don't think golf changes to where it's at today without Tiger Woods. Oh, absolutely not. You're like, you, don't, you're not, you don't have guys trying to hit the ball as far as they do. You don't have the equipment changes. You don't have the course architectural changes without someone like Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pr- he proved last year that he could still beat all these young guys. Well, it's the same as Jack winning when he was. But who who know. was the young? I mean, who were the who were the guys when Jack was forty six or forty five when he won? Mm-hmm. Who were the guys that he was beating compared to who Tiger's Shh. arguably going up against now? Again, was Sebi, I don't know. Sevy and Greg Norman around? Yeah. So yeah, it was what? It was the eighties. So it was it was Bernhard Longer? It was Fred Couples? Yeah. It was Azinger? It was um, Payne Stewart, not quite yet. Um, Stewart was 90s. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other 80s. Nick Faldo. Um, don't get me wrong, there were some good golfers in the late 80s and 90s. But was there was there a Dustin Johnson type? Was there a Roy McIlroy type? It's hard to say. Because, there is, cause because I, of I, the era. I, I didn't right? watch it and grow up in that era. But is there, is there. I guess the point I'm trying to make is Jack. Jack's competition, is it relative to Tiger's competition now? Meaning, is there were there players similar to competition now that Tiger has? That, and that's the, the great debate because it's subjective, right? There's no there's nothing objective you can put yeah. to it. Yeah. So, so in Tiger's wins. era, who has... Sure, you can put wins, but yeah. I guess that would probably pair up to similar wins in today's era. Yeah. When you, when you look at wins. Per player. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's I, I just keep thinking, I'm like, okay, Jack comes on the scene, he dethrones Arnold Palmer. Yep. Right? Yeah. In, in Arnold. You know, and, then, and then Tom Watson comes when he's getting older, he's fighting off Tom Watson, mm-hmm. who had it to majors. And I'm trying to think, like, the major totals of people, like, in Tiger's era, right? And you could argue, like, okay, Tiger didn't let anybody eat, but, like, is, is there anybody in Tiger's era right now that has more than five? No. I don't think so. Phil has five, right. right? Jordan has four, right? I didn't think Jordan Rory has four. Has four. Rory has Brooks four. Brooks has four. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think I can think of anyone with more than um, Phil. Was Was Reed have one, two? Reed has one. Ernie Els has three. I, I want to say, yeah, that sounds right. I think he has two U.S. Opens and a, and a British. Yeah. I mean, and these guys are still playing, so like, uh, like there's still time for these guys to, to to win more majors, I guess. But right, but like Gary Player had nine, uh, uh, Watson has eight, Palmer seven, Trevino was six. I'm reading the, obviously from R and D, my own R and D here, and Seve had five. So, but they also played for a long time. So, but I, again, I could be swayed the other way. Uh, I, I could also say, yeah, Tiger for sure. Yeah, a, no, it's the best part of the, about this debate is is the the competition that each faced. Uh, when they were in their prime and when they were playing is, you know, was was the competition that that uh, Nicholas was playing better, or was it that Nicholas wasn't as good? And don't don't take that the wrong way, because Nicholas was obviously great. And same for Tiger. Was Tiger that far and above his competition, or was he? Did he not have as much competition? Well, t- Tiger was Tiger is also his own worst enemy. 
I mean, he had but, he had a lost six years. He lost six years, essentially. Was, yeah. he, right? I mean, he was his yeah. greatest and best enemy when he drove he, his car into a tree. He lost. He lost six years, but it also changed his life. You think it gets him to eighteen if that doesn't happen? Oh, I, I don't know, man. You can you can argue that all day. Does he? If he doesn't, if he doesn't. He's take, crashing and burning at some point. Yeah, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it then, when does he do it, right? Yeah. And when does that catch up to him? You know, that's, I guess the point I want to make is like, Tiger, Tiger kind of did it to himself, right? Like if he was, if he, and I don't know if you listened to our last episode, Matt, but like we talked about like, kind of like the childhood actor syndrome, right? Like, Tiger, Tiger had a lost childhood. He had a lost adolescence. He lost his twenties, right? And like, it caught up to him, right? Like, and that yeah. you see that with child actors, right? You see that with the great child actors of the eighties and nineties, where like, they're superstars and now they're fucking cokeheads, right? <laughs> and and they they run themselves off the fucking train tracks, and they crash and burn. And that's I, that's what happened to Tiger. Tiger didn't know anything about golf, and he was mentally he was mentally tough on the course, but outside of golf, man, he. He had some demons. Well, shoot, man. I mean, I feel bad for any kind of celebrity that, you know, come on, how many of us, like, in our mid-20s were able to hide our shenanigans? Oh, yeah. Right? Make, like, and make good decisions. Yeah, we made especially, decisions. Especially we males. Like, our, social media. our frontal lobes don't discover till we're, like, they don't develop till we're, like, 35. Did you just pull a frontal lobe? Our frontal lobes. On the on Frontal the cortex. Okay. Just making yeah. sure. So this has been great, guys. You want yeah. to, uh, should we do the the giveaway? Should we talk about our giveaway? Yes. Yeah. We got a giveaway we're doing. So part of the giveaway will be for the listeners to uh, name what our favorite bourbon stout was. Love it. And then your portion of the giveaway will be. You know, I, I was going to say you, you should name one of the, you know, three of the four com- golf companies that I've worked for in the past based on my introduction. But I, I think we're good just with the top stout. The top, you sure? Yeah, we'll just go top stout. Top stout. Follow breakfast podcast, breakfast balls podcast. Follow, follow Matt. Me. Yeah, <laughs> and Matt, we'll be giving away a ball marker from eight four seven, and then yep. we'll we'll also give away our uh, uh, a nice little bottle or a couple bottles of our favorite bourbon county stout. Or Ooh. damn it, our favorite bourbon. Did you guys ever stout. figure out? Did you just bring it through Drizzly? Like, are you just gonna order it through Drizzly? Just give away a gift card to Drizzly or something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so we've, we'll got, we've been some we've we've gotten better over the time on learning how to ship and booze. process booze. When you're local, it's fine. When you're not local, yeah. it doesn't work. Someone's in Louisiana or Chaos, it's a little harder. Yeah, Chaos, oh, you know who you are. Chaos and Ohio are not happening. <laughs> there ain't no shipping across state lines. But uh, you know, in terms of the giveaway, I do want to just explain like kind of why I did it. Um, one of the reasons I was introduced to the podcast is. Uh, you know, I followed Nick, and, and Nick Kiefer, a uh, long driver, I'd met him before when I was doing fitting days for Callaway. He was a Callaway guy when he was doing long drive. And I followed you guys, and I actually won a putter refinishing from Nick. He did my Toulon this year. Nice. Uh, it's super sick. It's like in a gold paint finish. And I just wanted to pay it forward. Uh, Nick's a good dude. Four sentences has got awesome. You've been great, really entertaining all year round. So I bought this ball marker from Nick. It's a one-of-one. 
says go time on the back and on the other side it says you up because when you're an old married dad you up does not mean the booty call that it does when you're 25 it means you want to play some video games (laughs) so i bought the ball marker from nick and uh, i never used it i said you know what it's time for me to pay it forward here in 2021 so appreciate that thanks bud absolutely guys thank you so much it's a pleasure being on here again and uh hopefully springtime we can all get together. See you in well, March, yeah, man. We'll see you in March to play some golf. <laughs> see you when the course is up. See to all our friends. See you in March. <laughs> Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen, how you scamming? Black accents, family, what you see? Panda, panda swole, panty, salad bar, candy, and I'm the macho like Randy. Alright, let's do some taste testing here. Here we go. We got, we got A. Big A. These are all bourbon stouts, I believe. Bourbon stouts. Yeah. I know the popular ones. I saw there's a goose. I think there's a goose. The Bourbon Country. What Bourbon County? Bourbon. That's what I said. <laughs> we didn't even drink anything yet. No. We have, was it Ivan the Terrible? Yeah. And then there was uh, Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk, which yeah. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I think I'll be able to taste that one right away. Oh. I hope I'm wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> you're setting yourself up for failure. Cheers. Hey. Hey. Should we huff it? Are we doing paint can huffing? I don't know. That, I don't know. What they ask you? Nosing. Nosing? Do you have to do nosing? And, I guess uh, I don't know. See why you wouldn't do nose taste finish? Because it's beer. God, I want to say this is Dragon's Milk. Whoa! Right, right off the, the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> First bourbon stout just goes with it. It's just Dragon's Milk. Uh, Straight up Dragon's Milk. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my. Uh, guess of which one's dragon's milk till the end after i've had them all okay i'm taking one more sip of a and okay. we'll move to b yeah i don't know if i got a palate cleanser that's all right we got like a lager in there we can cleanse our palates with <laughs> 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 yeah, leftover lagers hey, lagers in there i got oh geez no i got some grape juice i got a vanilla porter yeah that won't work the golden monkey golden monkeys might work yeah <laughs> No, it's not going to work. Yeah, no, probably not. And, or the Atomic Pumpkin, which is awful. Might be in there till God knows when. I can well, run up and get something if you want. No, no, I'm fine. Okay. You're on the, you're on the B already? Yeah, I slammed A. Jesus. All right, hold on. What are you doing? Checking to see if we have lagers. <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely not the Dragon's Milk. Just by smelling it, I can tell. Have you sipped it yet? No, I just smelled oh, it. I'm going to sip it. Cheers. Smelt. Cheers. Cheers to B. It's not the dragon's milk. It's not. I think it is for sure. I, I, I only had Bourbon County once. I won't be able to pick it out of a lineup. Never had Ivan the Terrible. I've never had Ivan the Terrible. I like either. this one, though. Better this than dragon's milk. B is good. B is good. It's got more flavor in it, I think. B is good. I think A is just more subtle. I still definitely taste the the bourbon, bourbon in it, but this is more more potent. Yeah, prominent. 
Um, not using any of the good words I've learned through all these taste tests. Still can't figure out how to use the words. We've got, with Matt, he wants to set up another giveaway with us. He's got some, he's got a ball marker or two to give away. And then I figure we can give away our favorite bourbon. Yeah, I think. Our bourbon stout. Assuming we can get our hands on it still. Yeah. The bourbon county can be hard to get your hands on. Yeah. So can the bourbon country. From Goose. Bourbon country would be really hard yeah. to get your hands on. <laughs> Very rare. Super rare. <laughs> Super hard to find. I do think that we could Mechanism do that where answer some questions about Matt's background and then we, they yeah. tell us what the, what our favorite mm-hmm. bourbon beers were. Yeah. I think we'll be, I think, I think last time I was at Benny's I saw the Bourbon County. Yeah. Um, I think it's less of a... I think it's going to be very harder to get it as the days and weeks go on here into 2021. You think? Mm-hmm. Is it, it's a big Christmas gift, right? I can't yeah. imagine it's going to be... Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think it's going to be slim pickings. So, hopefully we don't pick Bourbon County yeah. as our favorite. See, it's a heavy pour. Um, is it more like a syrup? Ooh. It's a heavy pour. Yeah, it is a heavy pour. Ooh. That was a very cautious slip, sip. That was cautious. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I might, I'm thinking, I think this one mm. might be the, I think this one's the bourbon, the the goose. Bourbon country? Yeah. Bourbon, bourbon county <laughs> or bourbon country. I don't know. I had it last year. This is good. I think C and A tastes more more like, I think I'll be still better. B was very good. Yeah. I like B. I might, I think I'm going to go B, C, A. And I do think A is Dragon's Milk. I do think A is Dragon's Milk too. Which makes C the bur- <laughs> bourbon country. Um, I like all three of them. Yes. I, uh, I am always a huge fan of the. Uh, I like Dragon's Milk. The stouts and especially bourbon stouts. Bourbon barreled stouts. I think I would go B. I'm going to take a couple more sips of C here. I'm having a hard time between C and A. Yeah, I think I'm going B, C, A. Isn't that what I did? Yeah. 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 God, we're too much. Samesies. Jesus. Samesies. Twinsies. Fuck. Do you know what today is? It's Chris and Mark Day. That'll be a day. Chris and Mark Day. Yeah. Unofficial Chris and Mark Day. It, no, it's official. It's, a, it's the official the Chris, Chris and Mark Day, <laughs> yeah. where we officially became friends on Facebook 14 years yeah. ago. And then it also is our Instagram birthday today. Big wow. day. It's also my sister's 40th it's birthday. It's also Nikki's 40th. Yeah. yeah. I wish her happy birthday today. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If big 4-0. Yeah. I didn't realize she was turning 40. Yeah. Shit. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, she's old. What a weird year to... Turned 40. Yeah. Weird time. I shouldn't say year. Weird, weird time. Yeah, normally we, we want to have a big blowout party and it's, you can't. Nope. Can't do it. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, lots going on today. For big, big day in history. Big, big day in history. Chris Bryant also <laughs> the, turning. The anals of history. Whoa. Anal what? <laughs> from, what movies are we going to the anals of history? I don't know, but you might want to get R&D on that since you're talking about anal on. On January 4th. <laughs> what? Oh. I don't know. 
I, I said it's also Chris Bryant's birthday, and you're talking about anal, so. Yeah, I mean, MVP or maybe. I mean, rookie of the year, too. Yeah, I tell you what, not the last couple of years, but maybe, maybe his first two I would have considered. 